Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Today we're taking a look at Gavin Williams, breaking down his 2023 season, looking ahead to 2024, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, Gavin Williams, of course, part of that next wave of young Guardians pitching talent uh, that made its debut in 2023, along with Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee. Uh, I think uh, Williams was probably heading into the season, probably one of the the more highly touted or, you know, the more highly ranked or rated uh, pitchers of that group. Uh, And, you know, he he was the the last of the three to come up, but he certainly had an impact when he did arrive uh, on the uh, the starting rotation when uh, when he was put in there uh, by Terry Francona. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know. Gavin Williams, 6'6", 250, uh, the, the uh, organization's number one pick from uh, 2021. Uh, you know, you know, really, uh, you know, fastball, you know, big, big arm, um, you know, what, 90, we've seen him throw 95 to 99 miles an hour. Um, and he, 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 you're right, Joe, he did not make his big league debut till June 21st. Um, and you know, he, he did okay. I thought he ends up, he ends up going three and five, 3.29 ERA, 16 games, 16 starts. Um, and he, he, the thing that impressed me, Joe, is that he pitched much better, you know, once he got his feet on the ground, he was much better in the second half than he, than he was, you know, initially after his initial call up. Yeah. And it, 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 Took a couple of starts to get out there, and he wasn't exactly going very deep into games. And uh, again, we heard the the line from Tito uh, about how eventually uh, they'll be able to take the you know the reins off of some of these young pitchers and and let them go deeper into games and and not pull them out before they faced a a lineup two or three times through. Uh, and and you could tell that there were times when Gavin you know probably thought that he should have stayed in games a, a little bit deeper and and a little bit longer, but, but the organization did their best to protect him and, and protect guys like Tanner Bybee and, and uh, uh, Logan Allen as well. So uh, it, it, it won't be about protecting them in 2024. It'll be about getting them out there and getting them to develop and, and learn and, and grow as much as possible uh, while they're trying to be competitive and win games. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, that was a big step last season. You know, this is a guy that started the year double A, Joe. I don't think if, uh, you know, if they didn't have the injuries to the, uh, you know, the big league rotation with uh, McKenzie and, and Quantrill and, and Bieber, I don't think he, he, he may have made his, his big league debut last season, but it wouldn't have been until, you know, the second half of the season. But they kind of had to rush him up here. And, uh, you know, after Bybee and Allen came up uh, and had some success, I think they figured, well, let's go for it. You know, we, we, we're we not going to have the season we probably thought we were going to have. You know, McKenzie and, and Bieber are going to be out for longer than we expected. And uh, let's take a look at Ed Gavin. And uh, I thought he did pretty well, Joey. You know, take his minor league numbers and his and his big league numbers from last season. He threw 100, over 142 innings, had 162 strikeouts, 81 at double A AA and triple A, and 81 in the big league at the big league level. He had 81 Ks and 82 innings uh for uh you know in uh in his 16 big league starts for cleveland and and if you look at what 16 starts and in 12 out of those 16 he went at least five innings so it's not like he wasn't giving you length it not like he wasn't keeping you in games uh to a to a degree uh at, at that point you know only four of those outings were and and the other four outings went at least four except for uh uh, uh, a short start against, uh, uh, I, I believe, against uh, Minnesota, where he got knocked out uh, after an inning, uh, and that was uh, due to a, a, a an injury concern or not a, a he got hit by a pitch a, a, or a, a line drive, I believe, and, and they took him out. So, uh, yeah, in, in in several he started two of the starts, he went at least seven innings, uh, one against Kansas City on June twenty seventh. Uh, seven innings, one hit, and uh, one walk, uh, striking out six. So pretty good outing there, uh, pretty strong day. Uh, another uh, really strong outing uh, against Toronto, uh, where he only allowed one hit, uh, didn't give up any earned runs uh, on August 7th. Uh, in that game, uh, you know, Cleveland went on to lose that game, uh, despite his effort there, seven innings. So, uh, you know, a couple of, couple of times he showed flashes of, uh, really what we we expected to see out of him and that was the the ability to to sort of dominate these lineups uh which which is what he had been doing uh in in double a and triple a uh for the most part uh thanks largely to his fastball if you look at uh his stat cast numbers and of course you know, 16 starts isn't a complete picture but uh his his run value his percentile ranks uh, for his his fastball, 80%, 80th percentile, uh, breaking ball, uh, 85th percentile. So uh, obviously, you know, pretty strong. You know, the one area that he has to, you know, probably do the most work on is uh, coming up is uh, the off-speed uh, pitches. Uh, only 15th percentile, uh, you know, in terms of run value there. Uh, his his pitch mix, uh, pretty standard. Uh, but really, like you said, his his fastball is is the lead dog and and what he uh, expects to dominate with. Yeah, Joe. And, and uh, you know, in his last two starts of the season, he's facing the Twins and Texas, you know, both two uh, postseason teams. And uh, he, he beats the Twins on September 6th, five innings, one earned run, uh, you know, Four walks, four Ks, 89 pitches. Then he, his last start of the season on September 17th versus Texas, 
you know, the World Series champion. He goes, he allows one run on six innings, seven Ks, two walks, allows four hits. So, you know, this, I, I just, he, I think he, you know, he got used to uh, kind of pitching in the big leagues. He's, I think he's really competitive. And, uh, you know, I think he just kind of settled in after that second, after the, in the second half. And uh, like you said, Joe, he, he relied on his fastball. You know, that's kind of his bread and butter, uh, like 90, like right around 95, 96 miles an hour. Um, then he's got a slider, a curveball, and a changeup. And uh, according to StatCast, the, the opposition hit 157 against the slider, 174 against the curveball, and 353 against the changeup. So uh, <laughs> you might have to work on that changeup. Yeah, the off-speed pitches are, you know, and 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 that's that's probably the we're talking about rookies. You're talking about young pitching. That's probably the pitch that that develops last uh, and and most effective at the major league level is that changeup and that you know that willingness to throw it uh, in certain counts. But uh, he'll he'll have a young uh, you know catching staff uh, behind the plate with him again. Uh, next year, you, you think, uh, you know, Bo Naylor uh, experienced throwing to him. Uh, he's comfortable with him. So, uh, you know, maybe that maybe that changeup will, uh, will will look a little different uh, in in 2024, just with the the, the comfort factor there of, of having Bo having caught him uh, at, at AAA as well. So, uh, you know, we will we'll, we'll be excited to see how he continues in that way. Uh, what did you think of uh, the way he handled himself sort of off the field and, and in the dugout? This was a guy, uh, you know, it, from what I could see and from what I could tell, uh, a guy who really didn't, uh, you know, was didn't have a lot. What wasn't a big talker, wasn't uh, <laughs> a guy who you get one word answers out of him. And even to the point where he was he was making jokes about himself and, and cracking jokes and smiling You'd ask him uh, a question that you thought was pretty good in terms of leading him to an answer. And, you know, you get a one word answer and it's kind of like, uh, you know, fun for him uh, in in that way. But uh, a man of few words, uh, so to speak, uh, when when he had the opportunity to talk to us. Yeah, Joe. And, you know, I remember like after they drafted him talking to his college coach, he goes, (laughs) he goes, Gavin's not going to tell you too much. So, (laughs) you know, you're not getting he's not going to write the story for you. So, uh, you know, and I thought I thought he got better as the season went along, Joe. Mm -hmm. I mean, he opened up a little bit more, uh, but he's just kind of a quiet guy. Big Big. I mean, if you if you if you Big if you uh, yes. could, if you could put together you know the profile of a, a number one pick uh, as a right-handed starting pitcher, you know Gavin Williams had come pretty darn close to it. Six six two fifty. You know, big fastball. Uh, and uh, you know, if I I I would imagine the the interview skills will come will develop later on. Hopefully, hey. he keeps developing as a pitcher. And if he doesn't want to talk too much, that's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say if if uh, if he keeps pitching and, and stays on the trajectory that he's on, uh, the interview skills won't matter much. I, I don't think uh, the the comps would be uh, like you said, just the body type and the the arsenal and uh, you know the, the the plus plus fastball. Uh, it, it's it's easy to sort of see where you fall in love with the idea of a, a comp to a Garrett Cole or something like that. Maybe he could become something like that. Uh, we, we saw competitiveness out of him. We saw that desire to want to stay out there and, and compete and not back down from teams. Uh, so, so maybe that's something that, you know, you sort of hang on to and hold on to, 
you know, we saw it out of Tanner Bybee and Logan Allen as well. Uh, but you think uh, of the of the three of them, uh, just with the physical makeup of, of a Gavin Williams, that he could be a guy that that has maybe a higher ceiling than the other two. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, with, um, you know, just like you were saying, Joe, he fits the profile. I mean, he's a big guy. He's big, strong. Uh, so far, he's been durable, you know, with uh, Cleveland. I know he had some injury problems at, at East Carolina, but, uh, you know, he has he he pitched well uh, prof- as a professional. And, uh you know, I, yeah. And, you know, he just, he just looks like a pitcher when you put, when you put him out there. I remember when, uh, Charlie Manuels, uh, was talking about CC Sabathia. Now Gavin's not as big as CC, but he goes, CC looks big out there. You know, he looks big out in the mound. I like him. And, you know, that's what, you know, a fan is going to look at, uh, at Gavin Williams and say the same thing. I think, especially when he backs it up with, uh, with the fastball and, and his other off-speed pitches. Let, let's let's make no mistake. CC looked big everywhere, whether it was on the mound or, or anywhere else. But but I, I interviewed CC uh, at a, a charity function last uh, this past season, and uh, that guy has has slimmed down tremendously. He looks like he's in outstanding shape. Uh, looks lighter than he ever has, and and just uh, is fantastic. But uh, as far as as far as Gavin Williams, you know, physically, uh, the like we said, the organization went out of its way to make sure at the end of the year. And, and I think it was the right decision with all three of those, uh, uh, you know, that next wave of, of young starting pitching talent. Uh, they, they made sure to protect them, not to over uh, overdo it with their innings and, and, and put them in position where they could hurt themselves. Uh, you know, Williams, uh, another one. It, yeah. Th- there were a, a couple of times where, uh, you know, I believe I was in in Minnesota when he had to come out of that game early after uh, I, I yeah. believe it was he, he came off the mound and, and twisted his ankle uh, and uh, was it it was either Hunter Gaddis or uh, um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Or Peyton Battenfield. I think it might have been Hunter Gaddis who came into the game after him and, and pitched like five innings in that in that game. But uh, it, it was just interesting to see his reaction you know he he knew he was he was going to be all right and 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 sort of got through it uh like you said those those injury concerns are are always ones that that sort of crop up when these young guys want to be out there they just you've got to do what's best for them and and tito always you know was thinking about protecting his young guys like that yeah they went out of their way joe i mean they shut them all down you know what maybe mid late september you know they did not uh you know uh, Bobby, well, Bobby got hurt with the hip and, uh, they mm-hmm. shut Logan Allen down with the, with the shoulder and, uh, Gavin, I thought, I think was the last start was the September 17th. So, you know, I think they just, okay, these guys have done enough. We're not in a race and, uh, we're going to protect these guys. This, this is our meal ticket going. These guys are our meal ticket going forward. And we're going to, you know, t- take as the best care we can of them. You know, they've got their innings in this season. Now let them get into the off season, have a good, uh, you know, 
uh, off-season program and and come to spring training ready to go because I think the training wheels are going to come off next season, Joe. Well, and that's the that, that was like the next question was you know what does a good 2024 season look like for Gavin Williams is is 30 starts for him out of the out of the realm of possibilities or is that something that you know we we should expect to see uh, you know 30 starts somewhere north of uh, 160 innings or or, or so what uh, what do we think uh, a good season for Gavin Williams would look like. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably you know 25 to 30 starts, uh, you know 100 160 to 180 innings. I don't think they're gonna, they're, you know, these guys they know they've got to take take care of these guys, but they also they're kind of stepping up in class now. You know, there's uh, you know the veterans, you know they're kind of you know pushing from from behind. I mean, you're still gonna. I, mean, I would think maybe Bieber if McKenzie comes back. Uh, you know, you've, those guys are going to be kind of, you know, maybe for the, you know, number one and number two, but, uh, you know, the other three guys are going to be right behind those guys. So, you know, you, you've got to, uh, you know, I think they'll, they'll pitch, you know, you've got to let them go a little bit longer now. Yeah. And the fact that they're, they're in the, uh, the central division where, you know, you'll get the opportunity to face, you know, Chicago, uh, Kansas City, a, a couple of several times during the season uh, it, it, that 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 can help as well. Uh, you know, get, get confidence. You're opening uh, on the West Coast against, uh, let's say, Oakland, you know, an opportunity to to to, to pitch uh, out there and against those guys. Uh, again, that's it's about building that confidence and then moving forward from that this year. Uh, and, and believe me, none of these guys lack confidence. I don't think in, in talking to Tanner Bybee and talking to Logan Allen uh, and even in talking briefly to uh, Gavin Williams and what little he does say, you could tell that the confidence is there. You can tell that, you know, the the right makeup is there in terms of what you want out of a guy who could eventually become your your lead big dog number one starter. Yeah. And, you know, everybody you talk to, they say, you know, they look at Williams, they look at Bybee, they say these these two guys could be, you know, the the front of ro- front of the rotation guys. Now, obviously, that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, you know, we saw Bybee take a huge step as a rookie, uh, you know, second in second in American League in the rookie rookie of the year voting 10 wins. You know, just uh, <laughs> if you want to be in that's as, as a, about as big a rookie year as you can have. And and Williams is right behind those guys and Logan Allen is right there. So, you know, th- those three guys are kind of the future here. And, uh, you know, it, it, and but, you know, gradually you got to ease into, you, you know, you're no longer a prospect. You're no longer a young guy. You're no longer a rookie. You got to kind of, you know, just move into that role where you you're establishing itself. I don't think these guys have established themselves yet, but, you know, that's the next step. How uh, how does having Carl Willis come back and, and be part of this staff, uh, you know, moving forward uh, through 2024 uh, really sort of help Gavin Williams and, and, you know, put him in a good position to to have success in 2024? Well, I think that's a great you know, I think that's what, one of the reasons Carl came. They brought Carl back. I think that's one of the reasons Carl wanted to come back. You know, he's got the opportunity here to work with a great young pitching staff, you know, with a couple veterans still still on the staff with McKenzie and Bieber. But if you're a pitching coach and you've got three guys like uh, Allen, 
Bybee and Gavin Williams. You know, you probably uh, you're not ready to retire yet. I don't think you want to you want to see these guys develop. You've seen you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. Yeah. Plus what uh, Gavin Williams, a North Carolina guy. I mean, that's uh, right. Carl Willis. That they're practically neighbors, and he's got Carl's got to love the uh, got a little Tar Heel in him uh, to uh, to to run out there uh, on the mound every fifth day. Uh, could be exciting uh, just to to go through the season uh, talking to the two of them uh, and and watching that. Uh, so uh, Gavin Williams, as far as you know, we talked about what to expect and and what uh, you know what a good season would look like. Uh, what's the ceiling maybe for him? Is he the the kind of you know pitcher that from what you could tell after after just 16 starts uh, could could you see him being a a big time strikeouts guy? Is he uh, the, the kind of guy to maybe lead the league in in ERA or, or something like that? What's what's uh, when you think of what what he could do in the future? Where where's the what's the sky's the limit for for him? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's a power pitcher, Joe. I think he's a front of the rotation pitcher. He's going to be able to beat guys upstairs and in, 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 up in the strike zone. You know, he's able to pitch up there with, with his fastball. Um, and I think his, his breaking stuff is only going to get better. Um, you know, he, his splits were pretty good. I thought, uh, you know, 200 against right handers this past season, 237 against lefties. Uh, you know, seven home runs against lefties. So that might, you know, we'll have to see how that, you know, how that attracts uh, as he goes along. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a, this is a front of the rotation starter, Joe. If he stays healthy, you know, that's a big question with all pitchers. But uh, he's got everything going for him in the right direction. All right, that's going to wrap up uh, Gavin Williams. Keep uh, keep an eye out for more of our breakdowns of uh, players on the Guardians 40-man roster as we uh, move deeper into the offseason. We'll be doing more, and uh, uh, that'll dovetail into our uh, coverage of spring training and, uh, you know, ahead of the season. Uh, Hoynes, we look forward to talking to you more about uh, some of these guys, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. Good deal, Joe. 